You're listening to Conservation Connection. Presented by Last Chance Endeavors. I'm Chance. I'm Sarah Catherine. And we are a husband and wife team that runs an environmental education nonprofit focused on connecting students to the environment. Here on Conservation Connection, we do just that by introducing you to the groundbreaking science and conservation work that's happening every day across the globe. We talk to professionals in the world of conservation science and the environmental movement, and we ask them about their career, their current projects, their wild and crazy stories from the field, and everything in between. This episode is brought to you by the Wild and Scenic Film Festival in Nevada City, California. Wild and Scenic presents environmental and adventure films to illustrate the Earth's beauty, the challenges that our planet faces, and the work communities worldwide do to protect our home. Join us as we discover just how these dedicated people are working to protect our planet. Let's get to the show. Alrighty, guys, welcome to another episode of Conservation Connection. This is always the fun episode because we're here introducing a series of episodes that are going to be coming out over the next couple of months because we are here at the Wild and Scenic Film Festival, which is in Nevada City, California. And we have seen some incredible films and we've spoken to some incredible people this weekend. So we, I just wanted to introduce you guys, our listeners, to where we are who we're talking to and what we're doing out here. So we are very excited to be sitting down with Melinda Booth, who's the executive director of the South Yuba River Citizens League Circle, uh, which is the organization that puts on the Wild and Scenic Film Festival. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Welcome to Nevada City and the Wild and Scenic Film Fest. So I just want to start by saying thank you for this weekend because it has been so much fun for us to be here, to be really feel like we're integrated into the community. And while I'm thanking people, I want to throw out a thanks to Debbie and Kevin who hosted us this weekend. And also I want to thank KVMR for providing this recording space that we're in truly some of the best situations that we've been in as podcasters. So thank you to everybody who made this possible. And that includes you. So can you tell <laughs> me a little bit about uh, kind of your role with Circle and what Circle is? What you just said is so awesome. And it embodies the spirit of this place in this community, right? Debbie hosting you and KVMR allowing you to be here. And it's a community event. We skipped this for two years, right? We had to, we were off for two years. We haven't hosted for three years. So we're thrilled to have folks like you back in person. It is a truly magical weekend because of all the people who come here to experience this and because of the way the community supports Circle and the Film Fest and, and things like this are what make this community incredibly vibrant. But um, back to the actual question that you directed me towards, I think was tell a little bit about Wild and Scenic and, and how it came to be. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So Wild and Scenic Film Festival, we are in our 21st year. So we've been doing this wild. for a little while. Yeah, it is wild. <laughs> but um, Thank you very much. Um, so it is it is pretty wild, but um, 21 years and Circle, as you said, sort of the parent organization of Wild and Scenic, has, it, we're celebrating our 40th anniversary this year. So Circle is a grassroots river conservation organization that has expanded to be watershed-wide, a whole watershed conservation organization. And it was started back in 1983 by a bunch of concerned citizens who came together when there were several dams that were proposed for the South Yuba River. And the community decided this is not what we want for our community. The river is the heart of this community. And dams, a dammed river wasn't what they wanted. They wanted free flowing. They wanted to continue to have their recreational and spiritual and uh, nature experiences at the river, which dams would disallow. And so they came together to fight these proposed dams. Who knew it was going to be a 16-year-long fight? But they persevered 
and stuck it out. And 16 years later, we're rewarded by achieving wild and scenic status for the state of California for 39 miles of the South Yuba River, forever protecting it from dams. And thus was really born the South Yuba River Citizens League out of that movement. So over those 16 years, you can imagine it grew and more and more people got involved. So then you achieve this milestone that you you set out, that was your goal from day one. And you say, gosh, what do we do now? Are we done? Did we do it? Do we need to exist anymore? And it was clear that there was so much more to do for this watershed. And South Yuba River Citizens League Circle started evolving into what it is today, which is that watershed-wide conservation organization with a restoration and a policy and an advocacy and a community engagement education message, right? Um, that was so many things. I lost track of my own thoughts here. But we, <laughs> we really look at the watershed from a variety of different angles, a big breadth and try to do the best that we can for this watershed, for this community. We're looking at trying to create sustainability in the face of climate change and help with adaptation here in our region. So then going backwards just a tiny bit, and then I'll pause for a breath and let y'all talk again. (laughs) But um, so so after they decided, yep, Circle's got to go full steam ahead, it started to think about what's a good sustainable funding model? How can we be relevant? How can we keep our organization solid? And the Wild and Scenic Film Festival was created in honor of the achievement of wild and scenic status for the South Yuba. So that happened 21 years ago, and it really evolved pretty pretty quickly, but it did start out really small and humble. And a couple years later, um, the executive director at the time, Janet Cohen, they kept getting all of these phone calls and like, oh, you're doing this film fest. That's super cool. How can we put on a film fest? And she's so business-minded, and she said, nope, I'm not going to tell you how to do a film festival. We're going to go on tour so we can bring our film festival to you. So they started this tour component. So we kick it off every year here, and then we do have a traveling show that we partner with other organizations, just like Circle around the globe, mostly North America, to produce one or two night shows in their community to... And why a film festival, right? So for us and for these tour hosts, what we're hoping to do is increase the groundswell for the environmental movement as a whole. Film is such a medium that's universally appealing and you can really reach a new and diverse audience through film. And so doing environmental and adventure film is a really great way to like increase that awareness, like I said. And we can take that into other communities and do the same thing and also raise awareness for these other groups working on issues in their community because we really believe that working locally in your community is a pretty powerful thing to do. And so yeah, that's absolutely. what we aim to do. <laughs> absolutely. And that, you know, coming back to this idea of, of Wild and Scenic on tour, that's why Sarah Catherine and I are here because we live in Columbus, Georgia, where there was formerly a Wild and Scenic on tour fest that happened and it evolved into its own independent film festival because we've got a lot of films. Columbus, Georgia has the Chattahoochee River right there and it's an awesome site for whitewater kayaking. Yeah. And so there were a lot of film specific to that that didn't necessarily fit into the on tour wild and scenic stuff and so Paige Swift mm-hmm. um, sort of made her own amazing thing yeah. with the blessing of the wild and scenic flagship festival and we had a great opportunity to podcast there and she said you know who you need to talk to is Circle go Yay. see if you can get in <laughs> with the flagship and that's what brought us out here so we are a long way from home like 2500 miles and we are having just the best time Yeah, absolutely. And I think, honestly, in your description, you answered a lot of the questions that I had for you. But one question I do have is you said you've been working with Circle and Wild and Scenic for 12 years? Correct. Cool. So what are the changes you've seen in that time? 
That's a great question. So when I started at Circle, I think there were six employees. And today we're an organization that at our height of the year, we have seasonals. We're at like around 35 employees. Wow. So there's kind of been a lot of growth there and the budget goes along with that. So that's sort of growth as most people would maybe think about a, a company and growth, if you will. But But what I see that I feel like is more meaningful than that is the impact that we're able to have as we grow. And so we add these people, we can do more work, we can actually make a bigger impact on the landscape. And one of the ways that I think it's changed is some of the projects that we were involved in way back when were smaller on the ground projects, a couple acres here and there. And we've grown to be able to actually plan and implement what we'll call landscape level conservation. So the headwaters of the South Yuba Van Norden Meadow is a restoration project that Circle is leading. We work with lots of partners on most of our projects. We love collaborative work. It, it allows you to do more. Absolutely. We're a big, big fan of collaboration. Yes. We'll have to talk about collaboration more. But so, so we can do these larger projects. We're working on a 300,000 acre planning effort for forest health and restoration fire prevention work in the North Yuba with partners in collaboration and doing you know, hundreds of acre restoration in the lower Yuba to recreate salmon spawning and rearing habitat that was damaged by hydraulic mining, the legacy of hydraulic mining. So we're able to work on these actual large landscape scale projects that are going to have an appreciable difference and be meaningful going back to where we started and thinking about how do we keep this community sustainable in the face of, of climate change and, and help create and build resiliency into the landscape. That's really incredible. So if somebody listening, because we've got people all across the country, uh, was interested in finding one of the Wild and Scenic On Tour spots or perhaps hosting their own Wild and Scenic On Tour, where could we send them to get that information? Well, it's one Google away or one Bing <laughs> away, depending on how you identify. But um, Google.org, if you need it, Wild and Scenic Film Festival. So WildandScenicFilmFestival.org or um, yubariver.org. And you can go back and forth between those two if you want to learn a little bit more about Circle or about the Wild and Scenic. But Jamie Day Tom, she is booking events now. You can reach out to Jamie, jamie at wildandscenicfilmfestival.org, and she will hook you up if you want to learn more about hosting an event in your community or how to find an event in your community. But it really is all online. That's your best place to start and then reach out if you want a little bit more information. Fantastic. So if you guys are listening and you'd like to learn about that, scroll on down to the show notes. I'm going to drop those links right there so that you don't even have to Google it. You can just click oh. that link. I'm just going to make it even Amazing. easier for you. So you guys can go straight from listening to this to learning more about how you can get involved. Thank you so much for joining us. I know you have a crazy schedule, so we appreciate you making time and enjoy the rest of the festival. Oh, I'm so honored to have been included. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for listening to this episode of Conservation Connection. If you enjoyed our podcast, go ahead and subscribe to make sure you catch every episode that we post. We'd love to hear from you. So if you want to reach out, go to our website, lastchanceendeavors.com backslash contact and shoot us an email. We love questions from our listeners. So if you heard something you'd like to learn more about, be sure to let us know. If you've got a minute to spare, leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts will help other conservation-minded people find the show. We'd really appreciate it. A big thanks to the people working to protect our planet and a big thanks to you for listening. Don't forget to tune in next time.